Hello and welcome to the unapologetically long time never seen before Afro Latina <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I am, if you have not forgotten, one of your co-hosts, Queen <laughs> Mufasa, and I am Athena. Yeah. So, um, first PSA, PSA, PSA. So we apologize. Yes. For not posting. I mean, we literally have two episodes done and it's, yep. and it's just a lot going on with um our schedules plus technical difficulties my laptop so the laptop i got was on the cheap side and i was just <laughs> like you know i got me a laptop you know what i'm saying but i didn't look at the gigabytes and it was filling up too much so i could even edit without my computer shutting down so Girl. i had to spend 320 dollars to get a new one to upgrade so we're going to have better content. We're going to have everything out in a timely fashion. So as we post the other two, just know um, the scheduling that I said on that part. Just let it go. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to be starting, you know, uploading much more consistently. Mm-hmm. Other than that, how are y'all? Y'all doing good out there? Okay. Mm-mm. I bet y'all are, you heifers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So, what are we talking about today, girl? Today, we are going to talk about motherhood. Satan, so. Girl. Yes. That was so. So, we wanted to just come here because we were having... I don't know why we always do this. We sit here and we have a full-on conversation about something off the podcast. <laughs> and then my husband sits there and says, oh, so are you guys going to say that on the podcast? And then we're like, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we should be talking about We literally <laughs> had like a whole conversation yep. that we should have had on air. Yep. I don't know why we do this. <laughs> so, And this is either. why we ended up starting a podcast because we ended up having this conversation all the time. Yep. We have serious conversations. We cry in the middle of the conversations. Like, she's teared up three million times. And we talk about life. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, it would be good if we could share our thoughts and prayers. Yes. Hallelujah. But here we go. So, in this, we're going to go up and down about, like, motherhood in general. Like, how society views it. And just how we think things should change. Or things should stay the same. Or things that need to be aware of. Or things that we've experienced as a either young mother, mm-hmm. a mid-mother or an older mother PSA I am not a mother Queen Mufasa has no child <laughs> but as a um, adult sister who had a child as a baby sister <laughs> yeah I was fortunate to have when my baby sister was born mm-hmm. so I was put in that realm of having to take care of her and she yeah. called me mom her first five of years I was mom number two really yep she did not let go of me even now it's so weird every time i keep talking about moving out or having um a husband she's like he has to meet me if you're gonna move out i need a room mm-hmm. and you need to call me she's, she's like she would cry there are times i would like a few years ago like now she's she's nine so it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. she, she doesn't get affected that much much anymore mm-hmm. but when she was like in second or third grade i'll tell her i was like i'm taking i'm picking her up from school it's like you know i'll be leaving soon like i'm trying to prepare her because i am going to be leaving right the tears the Aww. tears bust out and i'm like god damn i can't even leave oh she wants to be with you from afar <laughs> 
no I love her and I want to be with her too but I'm her sister and she needs to let me live you know mm-hmm. there's so much I can't you know I want to do for her but I can't stop my life just for her yeah like I do love her and she's gonna understand when she gets older yeah that's all I know but it's gonna be hard because it's gonna feel like I'm you know, letting go of my baby. Because she is my baby. Like, I've changed this girl's diaper. She's peed in the tub. And I had to take her out and then wash the tub so then I could put her in. And right. she pooped in it. And I wanted oh, to I throw her out the window. Yep. I've had those moments to all three of them. I don't know what it is. But the moment <laughs> they get into that warm, hot shower. They relax. Relax. <laughs> relax. My oldest always used to... He used to get gross. He was my thing. Uh-huh. So... You poop, mm-hmm. but then you get grossed out and full on panic because the poop is coming near you. Uh huh. So then, why'd you poop in the shower in the first place? I don't know. And he, he did it multiple times. It's not like, oh, I learned from the first one. No, no, no. no. So he would have, like, he would stand on the edge by where the faucet was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until somebody came over there and saw the poop just floating on by. And we had to collect it, flush oh, it in the toilet, no. drain the water. And then fill it back up. And then fill it back up. Oh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was good. You paid this water bill, next. What? He's talking about some ill. Put back the water back up. Nope. <laughs> as soon as I see that poop, and you nope. Yo, you learn how to take a shower. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I did the whole shower thing, and I was just like, okay, you got, you've been in there way too long anyway. Yeah, get out. But girl, mm-mm. I couldn't. I love those. <laughs> of course you do. Those are so those as a. Well, you're not. You're still young, but mm-hmm. when you became a young mother, because you got pregnant during our senior year of high school during the summer, yeah, yeah. Which when you came by and you said you were pregnant, I was shocked. I was just like, no, this is not the plan. Me and you were supposed to move in together Girl, first off. We right. had a whole plan, everything, and then you decided to open your legs. Yeah, so that anyway, that's a different discussion <laughs> we're gonna have. Anyway, so how did it feel from senior year? I mean, you graduated still though. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So how did it feel being a young mom? Mm. So okay. I guess, and, and I'm not ashamed of it, so mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it because I know there's a lot of people out here who may feel the same or are currently going through the same situation. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, we grew up in a very Christian household, mm-hmm. so when my parents found out, they were extremely devastated. Of course. Um, and there was, and I, I get it, there was a lot of resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad's very... Um, when he's hurt, he'll he'll say some slick stuff. Oh yeah. Um so Eddie. he would he would say some stuff and I feel like if you're hearing this and you have somebody who's going through that or you also have to take in consideration the person's feelings mm-hmm. and what's going through their head. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't was I asking for it? I probably like no, I wasn't like thinking, oh, I want to get pregnant. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't know the situation and what happened mm-hmm. that got me pregnant. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so for him to say those things and then me going through 
trying to make it work with my son's father and mm-hmm. that not going right mm-hmm. and trying to make my parents feel okay about it trying to feel okay with it myself being mm-hmm. somebody who I never thought I was gonna be yeah I had a very love and hate relationship with my son mm-hmm. um while he was growing in my stomach like I loved him because I was like I'm having a boy like mm-hmm. it's what I've always wanted somebody who will love me for me like mm-hmm. unconditional boy love mm-hmm. like that's always what I've wanted you know yeah. so but at the same time I was like and this is where you guys have to take in consideration because maybe that's not what their intention was yeah but it's what was coming off mm-hmm. because in my head I'm like but you I love you but you're ruining everything Mm. like my relationship with my dad my relationship with my mom all that you're ruining everything like there's so much anger mm-hmm. everywhere like i don't even know what to do with it mm-hmm. why are you like why are you doing this to me i don't want you mm-hmm. all that was going through my head through my whole entire pregnancy mm-hmm. so it's tough mm-hmm and somebody told me one thing that was i guess my wake up call uh-huh to be like i don't care you know mm-hmm. like yes i messed up i got pregnant at a very young age mm-hmm. but it's a step it happens now i have to move on now yeah. i have to figure it out mm-hmm. you know um which is it doesn't matter what the situation was what's going on or what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. the moment that you have that baby Mm -hmm. and that baby is put into your arms Mm -hmm. and you look at one look at that baby Mm -hmm. you're not gonna care of course not you're not gonna care who the dad was you're not gonna care about everything you went through you're Mm -hmm. not gonna care about the pain that you just had five seconds ago Mm-hmm. you're not going to care about all of that. The only thing you're going to care about is this baby. Exactly. And I was like, that is not true. <laughs> like, I'm still going to care about all this stuff. And no, she was right. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't care. Now, was it easy afterwards? Hell, Hell no. no. No point in time was it easy. It wasn't at all. Especially being 16, you don't know what you're doing. You you already know. I've had three kids. Yeah. 16 i had my first one i had my second one i think at 20 and i had my last one at 22 mm-hmm. i know what the fuck i was doing either of those ages ah! okay you're not you're not ever ready no you're never ready you but, could be you could have a good career what? a good marriage and everything you're not you are prepared. not ready until you have a baby mm-hmm shoot I'll be sitting here thinking about, well, I helped raise my baby mm-hmm. sister. I'm thinking I'm ready. No, it's totally different when you're put in the mother trap. What? And I thought the same thing because I was, um, my baby sister, I was 11 mm-hmm. when my baby sister was born. Mm-hmm. And I helped out. You know, I did little things here and there. I took a parenting class. Mm-hmm. I got a 94 <laughs> on the baby that I had to take home. Uh-huh. So, um, his name, what was his name? Hector. Nope. <laughs> It actually was not because it was a dark skinned baby because okay. you couldn't pick your color. 
It was Dang. a dark skin baby. Mm-hmm. And I named him DeMonte. No, girl, if this man ever hears Night this boy. podcast, he's gonna know who I'm talking about. What? His name was Sebastian Lamont Lyons. <laughs> Hell no. Are you talking about the same lions? <laughs> Yo, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. sir, sir. Wait, let me write it down. Wasn't he? Let me write it down on a piece of paper for you. Wasn't, didn't he have a crush? Yes, that yep. guy. That guy. Yep. Girl, I've known that man since elementary. We've known each other for two. Yes. Hey, didn't he have a crush on you? Side note. We did it in middle school. <gasps> oh, yeah. Y'all did. Mm-hmm. Y'all nasty. We went. And we still talked in high school. So when I got the baby, we were talking, and that was one of our baby names because we was going to get married. <laughs> so you are always going to get it with a black man. Oh, always. I love my chocolate man. Dang. Oh, I love chocolate man. What? Like Hispanic men are, you know, y'all are like my second choice. Oh! Because y'all my culture, but I love me a chocolate man. Girl, I feel you. What? Feel you because mm-hmm. I believe in dark chocolate, mm. all of me. Anyway, that's a side note. But like, <laughs> uh, any chocolate men out there? Any? She's married. I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm single. Sorry, like way unavailable. She said way unavailable. Way unavailable. Like I'm not even attached to nobody. I'm attached to God. Now that might be a turnoff. Who cares? <laughs> I'm attached to Jesus Himself. Okay. Right. Me and him, best friends. But she would like a chocolate man, please. I would love a chocolate man. And then, you know... That doctor man. The doctor man? Oh, there's a lot of them on TikTok. Girl, no, that one that you sent me. He was cute. He was cute. I do love my chocolate man. I really do. Next is Native American. Like, pure Native American. Not Mm. part. I like Native American. Next can be Japanese. Okay. Um... He's straight Japanese. That's it from the Asian culture. I don't want to choose them because I I love Japanese culture. Um, okay. Then then Hispanic. Oh, we down there. Okay. No, 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 no. Because I'm trying. Who? That's all number one. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's all number one. My 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 the ones that I'm just like like me about. Are my white folks? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> now they some cute white folks. Okay? Oh no, don't get me wrong. Because if Chris Hemsworth and walked through my door, oh, licking him from tip to toe, I will lick li- 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 you down. And cream. Right, dip him, <laughs> dip him. <laughs> like for Child. real. Like don't get me wrong, there are, but I, I just want the flavors of the world first. Mm, I get you. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a European, you from Francois. She said Francois. <laughs> and you want to dip in this chocolate, I'm ready to be your little creme de la creme. <laughs> you ready to be the little chocolate truffle. Exactly. Your little croissant. <laughs> and it's burnt on the side. Right. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting really sidetracked. Right. <laughs> so... Um, with me and my experience with like motherhood and everything, I was just like when I first came to the United States of America. Obviously, I think I I was of course I was seven years old, and then after elementary school, I went to like freaking middle school because it was fast. Because I think I went to first grade first. Yeah, I did. I didn't go to kindergarten, no preschool, no nothing. Just went straight to first grade, and then. 
when I went to middle school and I saw some of the senior middle schools pregnant, I was like, I went home and told my mom and dad, I'm like, dad, I saw somebody my age pregnant. That's, that's she had a big belly. Yep. And that was the biggest culture shock. And it was con- it wasn't considered normal because it's not considered normal because you guys get ridiculed for having young, you know, pregnancies, which is the same thing in Kenya. But at and, the same time, it was just like And I was about to ask you that. Because there was majority of the people that you saw was African American. Oh, okay, never mind. Majority of the people that I see that are very, very I mean, I went to pregnant. a predominantly black school. Okay. So I mean there were white people there, but it was like there was white people and then there's black people. And don't get me wrong, there was some it was like it was Hispanic, black, and white. I did see some white pregnant women mm-hmm. and some black, but I saw I mean, when I went in first sixth grade it was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. When I graduated, it turned a different color. But hey, (laughs) I mean, and that's true. And that's kind of so. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I realized that I was pregnant. Yeah. Everybody was, you know, you have faces, you have the looks. Of course. First of all, what y'all looking at? I know I'm beautiful. Not the first nor the last one. It's not, it's not something that you want to say. Yeah. Because you don't want to be that you're on the list. But at the same time, bro, I'm not the first nor the last one to get pregnant at a very young age. Nope. But the thing that I never wanted, mm-hmm. and I that's why I busted my ass a lot when I, in senior year. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mad that it took... I'm not mad that it took me until I got pregnant. Um, because he was my wake-up call. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm mad that it took me that long, if you get what I mean. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Um, to get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I was not, I was not going to be that stereotype Hispanic girl that dropped out of high school and never finished because she got pregnant. Oh, yeah. Not doing it. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish. What? I don't want to get not... my GED. Right. I don't care what nobody says. Your GED does not. I mean, they can say that it equal in paper, but in real life, it does not equal you actually finishing high school when you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. It don't. It feels great to finally get your GED and everything, but come on now. And I give props to moms who end up getting pregnant and still go to college and still have and still get a degree. Oh, yeah. I tried it. I tried the whole college working kid. Wasn't for me. Nope. Couldn't do it. Not saying that I can't do it now. I probably can do it now a little bit more lenient Mm -hmm. than I could. But that's why I feel like... So, if my kids ever got somebody pregnant, Mm -hmm. one thing I'm never going to do is be like, well, well, you got her pregnant, so figure it out. No. You're going to be helpful. Right. At some point... Like, I'm not going to do everything for you, first nope. of all. You're going to go out there and you're going to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to make that money. You and her still going to graduate. Mm-hmm. Y'all still going to go to school mm-hmm. and get a degree and do something because that baby didn't deserve to be here. He didn't ask to be here. She mm-hmm. didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. And y'all not going to give her a shitty life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you got pregnant. I'll figure it out. Yeah. No, you need me to watch the baby while you guys go to school. You need me to watch the baby while you study. I'll do that. See, and that's what we did with my sister when she got pregnant. 
I mean, mm-hmm. she was 21, but she's still a young mother who's unmarried, ungraduated out of college and everything. Right. So when she got pregnant and everything, my family did step up. So as she's going to school and she's mm-hmm. graduating this year, mm-hmm. woo, woo, woo. Get it. Um, we've been helping her with, you know, she doesn't have to work much, mm-hmm. but she still have to work to get her situation yeah. together. If she's low on like the rent for her apartment where she lives with her boyfriend, we help her out with giving her, but she has to be able to foot the bill more. Right. On top of that, I help her out with studying because she's going to school for medical assisting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I help her out with studying. Uh, we babysit whenever we can to help her out. Um, we give her resources to help her out. So we let her know that like, as long as you're going to school to better yourself and do, we will help you. Now, if you out here just lounging around, there's no point. Go work. Right. Of course like, if not. You, if no. you're not going to actually put in work to make your life better. Oh, yeah. You, as you are supposed to. What's the point of me helping you? Right. So, and she feels kind of depressed sometimes because she doesn't like asking me for money mm-hmm, or, you know, mm-hmm. for help or everything. And I'm telling her, it's like, the only reason I'm helping you is because you're actually making the effort. I see you mm-hmm. making the effort of doing better. So I'm helping you. Right. Now, if you were not, that'd be a different story. Right. So, and she knows for a fact that once she's graduated, she has a good job, which what I'm trying to help her get really good mm. at getting her the next job that she's going to get because she'll be working at a hospital again right. more than she is she i mean we cut her off she knows that that's good i mean that's good that you it's good because she finally she has at some point she has to learn how to do things on her own oh yeah she's no longer like and that's the thing that people don't realize like once you get pregnant you're no longer just you one no but you're no longer a kid no you are a grown woman Mm-hmm. who has a baby yeah who needs to do responsibilities to exactly. do somebody who's depending on you exactly so that's why when i don't understand when i see these little ass girls who are pregnant and they're like i can still go to the club i can mm. no, no 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 i understand that you need times to have fun with your friends oh, yeah. because everybody needs that everybody oh, deserves, yeah. doesn't matter how old you are any situation you need time to hang out with your peers you need time to have a stress reliever you need time to away from your situations but when you are a mother when you're a parent you have to schedule this oh yeah and i'm never gonna hang around with nobody who's gonna be a bad influence to me if i could tell that all you you don't even know what responsibility is you go try to hang out with me and i have a whole kid mm-hmm. no and that's why i was like when we were talking before we started putting out this you talk about how women have more to lose we stopped we didn't talk about the fact that when young women get pregnant they lose almost entirely their friendships Oh yeah, definitely. Like even though it still happens to adult friends oh, when they mm-hmm. when they get married and they have kids, it happens. It doesn't happen as hard unless you're young, right? Because you're like, but my friends were talking about this. Like my sister, her um, the people who were talking about who they lo- that loved her and cared mm-hmm, about her, that were her besties, exactly. And she wanted to do two different types of baby showers. I think she should have done one to be honest, because when I came in there and I saw how many people were there, and I'm like, these are the people. He's like, she invited two hundred people, mm-hmm. <laughs> not even a fraction of that came in. Oh my god! So I sit there and I'm like. Oh, these were your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, compared to what my church did, this is this is nothing. Okay, she got out of even those amount of people, she barely got enough gifts. Wow, you talking about these are your friends, and then now the baby is one, and then you look at how many people come around her. 
Because Mother's Day used to have a large friends, mm-hmm. like very much a very group of friends. Now she has like like five. Right. Like there's the group turned into a five. And that's the thing, and that's where and, and people a lot of a lot of times say, Oh, you know, once you have kids you guys become um what is that word called? When you're like when you go into yourself and you only stay with your family. Like a homebody? Yeah. Introvert? Introvert. Yeah. There you go. Um, so they say, oh, once you have kids, you become an introvert. No, mm-hmm. it's not the case. It's once we have kids, who are we going to hang out with? Because every time y'all want to go out somewhere, first of all, you're not thinking that most of the time we ain't got the money for it. Exactly. Because all of the money went to the kids. Kids are expensive. I mean, they're not cheap. Nope. We don't have the time. So when y'all want to go, we probably can't because we can't find the childcare mm-hmm. or childcare is too expensive mm-hmm. or one of them is sick or something. Exactly. You're not being considered of your friends. And then you start, you're like, oh, she's always saying no. And then right. Like, but you're not. So then you start there. asking less. Exactly. You stop hanging out with them. And for the friends who do that, fuck you to the highest order because you are not sitting there if she's your friend like you say you're because friend i hate when people use friend because mm-hmm. you're using that term very loosely right if i say that you're a friend it means i'm gonna talk to you like i've talked to you about mm-hmm. hanging out and we sat there and we made plans sometimes right. we can't even do it right. because even though you have a partner now that can excuse me that can help you with the kids and all that right at the end of the day i still have to respect gerald's relationship and what y'all got to do first first for the family right as a single woman who doesn't have that tied down i have to be like hey i gotta no matter even if you're gonna tell me no i still gotta ask to give you that respect and courtesy like i thought of you right and if you're a single friend who has no kids, if you're going to ask the person who's married, who has a, who has children, always ask two weeks in advance. Oh, yeah. Give them enough time to plan it. Exactly. You yeah. have to schedule it. Like, if you give them months in advance to figure something out and then they still cut you off, then you can be mad because a bitch, I gave you time. What right. the fuck is going on? And even then, though, even then, sometimes you have to... Um, um, even then you have to be cautious. Yeah. Because maybe she did plan that she wanted to do that she wanted to. But shit happens. But baby has a hundred and two fever. Mm-hmm. hundred and three and all he wants is mommy. You can't Exactly. You can't, you can't really get mad. Like, eh, well sorry, I have to go party. I can't do that. Man, I wish you could. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, but then, and this is where, this is where I'm talking about because I can, like, let's be honest. I can literally, if the baby has 104 fever and he only wants me, I can be like, nah, bump that. I gotta, I want to go party mm-hmm. here. You can handle him mm-hmm. and give it to my husband and let him deal with it. Mm-hmm. He don't want a crying baby who all he wants is his mom. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all he wants to do is cuddle. Mm-hmm. I can go do that. But then I look like the worst parent. Yeah. I look like a bad mom, mm-hmm. but baby has 104 fever. All he wants is mom. Oh, cool. Well, I'm going to go hang out with my dudes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Cause he at home with mom. So he, he, all right. 
because the mom is supposed to hold on. Like the 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 amount of pressure we put on mothers mm-hmm. to be this wonderful, omnipotent god of like the household is fucking stupid. Right. I can't hold this down by myself, and just because I can carry it doesn't mean I'm comfortable with it. Right? Doesn't mean I can actually do it. Right. I'm sorry if I have. If my baby is sick and you want to go hang out with your friends, guess who's staying home? Both of us. Because yeah. both of us are not leaving. Because I need a break. Yeah. Like, you, it's not easy to sit here and take care of a, a baby. Like, literally, there's been times where I cannot get up. I can't get up from the couch. Mm-hmm. He just wants to lay on me, and that's all he wants to do. And even if I try to put him down to go get him some medicine the wails that comes out of this child Mm -hmm. because all he wants to do is for you to hold him but i need my two hands to be able to get the medicine for you Mm -hmm. like all that so i need you to hold him or i need you i need you to go get the medicine for me Mm -hmm. or i need you to run to the store and get the pedialyte Mm -hmm. you know all that I need help with and I can't do it if I'm by myself because you out there partying. Exactly. So I feel like in order for and to the women out there who might feel some type of way when we're saying this that you know you need the partner it doesn't make you less of a woman to to ask for help it does not make you less of a mother just because you accepted help it makes you a human being and human beings need help right and what i'm telling you is if that person ain't helping you it's time to cut them loose girl what and this is where and i understand so i'm with my kids, when they get older, this is exactly the same thing I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You come to me when you need my help. Yeah. You need me to take care of my grandchildren. I'm a, I'm never... Now, I'm going to say no. to do, but I'll help you out. I'm going to say no if I feel like you're taking advantage. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. But I'm never going to say no to watch my grandkids. Of course. They're my grandkids. I don't care what you... I should be retired when you have your grandkids, but... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At home. Not doing nothing. No, not working. You know what I'm saying? But there's going to be times where you don't even got to ask me. I'm going to call you. I'm going to go get my kids. Have their clothes ready. They're staying me for a whole not even, Not even clothes ready. Make sure they at least look nice. Just make sure they're okay. Like, clean their face off. Because when I get them, I don't know when you're going to get them back. But... <laughs> so I'm I mean, them. yeah. And the thing about it is, like, if... And this is for grandparents. When you volunteer yourself to take care of these kids, stop calling the parent two, four times, telling them when they're going to come. No, 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 no. You volunteered to watch the kids. What? That means they're going to take a few hours for themselves, not minutes, mm-hmm. few hours. If you just wanted to watch the kids yep. and not take them or not do them anywhere, you, you should have just visited and then left. Right. Because then I would have been okay with that. Right. Instead of getting dolled up, waiting, going on a date now that I probably haven't gone on a date in so long. That's another thing. Yeah. It is crucial, especially if you're with, if you have a partner, it is crucial that you guys go on dates, Mm -hmm. whether it's once a month, Mm -hmm. once every two weeks. Like me and my husband have gone through the phase of getting so involved with trying to get the family where they need to be and yeah. making sure the kids are okay and busting our ass day in and day out that we literally 
we were just existing together. There was no love. There was no cuddle. No nothing. Mm -hmm. We would wake up, do what we need to do for the kids, go to work, do what we needed to do there, come back, go to bed, do it all over again. That's not healthy. It's not because we didn't have anybody to be like, hey, can you take them while we go on a date? Our dates were in between. Our dates would be we got out at work, like example, on Sundays, we got out at work early. Mm -hmm. We would run, go get something to eat together, eat it, and go pick up the kids. That was our date. Mm -hmm. Because that's all we could that's all we could do. Yeah. Because the child care that we had charged more if we stayed with her. If they, you know... And I guess later on she realized it, Mm -hmm. that we didn't have anybody else. So she was a little bit more lenient with times. Yeah. And not charging us as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we would literally work Monday through Saturday, 8 in the morning Mm -hmm. to 8 at night. Mm -hmm. And Sundays from 12 to 5. And I had just had my second son. Mm -hmm. So for that time that he was there... He wasn't being raised by me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like she raised him and I was just babysitting him at night. Mm-hmm. Basically. Mm-hmm. So parents need that time because it oh, was yeah. tough trying to get back to, you know, to where we're at right now. We're still not fully there. No. But trying to get back to actually paying attention to each other and loving each other. Exactly. And especially because now that you brought that up, um, Aisha Curry put out a statement because they, she was asked, like, how do you, you know, do well with your kids? Something along those lines of like, how do you take care of your kids so well? And how mm. are you? Cause it's like, it's like, Oh, it's not about my relationship with my kids. If my relationship with my husband is not okay, it's not going to be okay with my kids. Mm hmm. Yep. I have to work on me and my husband because mm-hmm. when we are at our hundred percent, our kids get the best of us. Oh yeah. So I see when I heard that, I scratched my head. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is she talking about? Yeah. So fuck him. I need to take care of my kids. <laughs> but then I started thinking when you're in a relationship and I started thinking because a lot of my certain people in close to my life, especially you are married or have very serious relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know damn well if me and him ain't good, I won't be snapping at my kids. Right. I know for a fact that things are not going to work, especially the times where I've acted like a therapist to you mm-hmm. and stuff. And I've seen, I've seen like if if we're not a hundred percent, if right. we're not seeing eye to eye, nothing gets well. And then I start looking at my childhood and how I was raised with my mom, and I'm like, my parents weren't good in that place. Like they were not in a great area and I suffered from it because mm-hmm. they were taking it out on me. Right. I know they didn't do it on purpose. Right. But I was the easier target. Right. Cause of, they couldn't take it on there cause domestic violence though. And that's another thing that pisses me off is mm-hmm. y'all, we are not, especially young ones. We are not perfect. Nope. These babies are growing up. We're growing up with them. Mm-hmm. Even when you had, us at like your mid twenties mm-hmm. or early thirties, you weren't perfect. Nope. No. So why perfect. are you expecting that from me? I hate that. Like, yeah, you have to be perfect. The way you guys are, the way you interact, you have to be perfect. Like it has to be amazing. You can't yell at your kids. You can't 
let me tell you right now, if you see me whooping my kids in public, mind your business. What? Mm, mind your damn business. All of it. Because the one thing my kid isn't going to do is come out here and be acting like no hooligan. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. Oh, no. Child. That whole timeout thing, that's for daycare. Oh, yeah. Like, like, don't get us wrong. There's different ways to punish a child. It's oh, not yeah. about hitting them all the time. But at the same time, but if you see me whooping the everlasting fuck out of my child, <laughs> mind your business. And don't ask unless you're telling me you want to massage your arm so you can recap. You know what I'm saying? And there is a difference between whooping them to discipline them and whooping them to abuse. Exactly. You should you should always know the difference. No, yeah. Always. One of my um, co-workers, um, she told me that in the middle of her whooping her child, she, now she white, but she country, so she mm-hmm. whooped that, gotcha. she whooped gotcha. that ass. Mm-hmm. Okay. She told me that she laughed in the middle of it. So she was starting off and she laughed. She had to stop, told her to stare at the wall as she walked to her bedroom into her closet and paced because she was really about to choke the shit out of her child. After that, she came back, recapped, beat him for the reason (laughs) why she needed to beat him. And then she walked away, calmed down again, came back and was like, do you understand why I beat you? Mm. And she broke it down. Said, do you want that to happen again? Mm -hmm. No, we are not going to act like that. We are not going to treat people like that. Now, and then she addressed the fact that the reason why I walked away was because you laughed in the middle of it. Are you thinking this is funny? Oh, he laughed. Mm-hmm. Oh. The baby laughed. Ooh. And she had to address those two different situations. She addressed them, said, why I beat you and why we're not going to act like this anymore. And then <laughs> she came back and then. After that, after she let that breathe and sit and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, percolate in his brain, she came back and I was like, okay, now you were laughing during the time I was beating you. Mm. I need you to know why I walked away. She explained it down. She's like, I wasn't trying to hurt you. Right. I was trying to punish you. But what you can do is disrespect me. And she, you know, went through a whole list. You think this is a joke. This ain't funny. For real. So that's why, I mean, you have to know when punishing your child is punishing or abuse. Mm Because you can't always punish your child for every damn thing. Right. Like, sometimes kids are stupid. And I've done that. So, okay. So I grew up in the... Three whoopers, three whooping rule. You only get three. Uh-huh. You only get three little hits with the belt, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No more. You might get less depending on how bad the the situation is. Yeah. Um. When I moved out with my when I moved out with my son, mm-hmm. there was a period of time where I had to regain the authority as a mom. Yeah. Because living under my parents' roof, every time I tried to have some kind of authority as mom. Oh, but why are you doing that? Oh, da da da. Oh wait. Yeah, because grandparents, they're not right. the parents that raised me are not the parents that are gonna touch my child. What? Period. So I had to I had to re you know reinstill that in him that I am mom. You are gonna respect me. Oh yeah. This isn't sister brother type of relationship. Nope. So there was times where I would whoop this child's ass mm-hmm. like it was nobody's business like mm-hmm. 
consistently back to back just whooping whooping and there was times where i had to i was so built up with so much anger mm -hmm. that midway through one whooping i would realize okay you're doing too much way too much so i would leave him there mm -hmm. i would stop go go away just breathe for like two minutes cry because I didn't want to abuse my child, of course. But I just wanted him to learn that you have to respect me. Mm -hmm. And then I would go back and we would sit there and we would hug it out. Yeah. However long it took him to hug it out, however long it took him to cry, whatever. But I would sit there and I would hug him. Mm -hmm. I would tell him that I loved him, that I just, I want us to, you know, get to a point where I don't have to whoop him anymore. And slowly like that, it got better and I had to whoop him less and less. Yeah. But... You know, sometimes you get those moments where you're just like, I want to be there. Oh, yeah. What? Yo, I have times that with my baby sister. I love her. You know I do. But there are times that I've had when she was younger that I was just like, I need to whoop this ass. What? Like, stone cold. Knock her out. Mm -hmm. And then I, it came to a point where I was like, it's not going to work with me and you fighting. Mm -hmm. So I just talked to her guilt trip her a little bit but i just <laughs> talked to her and it works for me yeah Talk, like there are times where i do put my hands on her and i mm -hmm. you know she she's very sensitive between her them 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 thighs mm -hmm. you get them right there that's the weak spot you just a twist i get her and she and she's like screaming for mom and dad and i tell mom and dad never interrupt me when i'm punishing her but she know what she did was wrong because mm -hmm. they've given me that authority right um but there are times I just have to talk to her and then she learns her lesson and she doesn't do it again. Um, but there are times where I, I was, she has gotten on my nerves so bad. I looked at her and I was like, I keep forgetting how old you are because you have the mouth of an adult. And I right. really just want to break I'm about them. to punch you like right. an adult. Right. Like, you, I just want to break your neck. You right. know what I'm saying? But it all takes about patience and all that and it's not it's not easy i really want to get to a point where i've seen moms who are um their kids are like 16 17 yeah and they have this really nice bond mm -hmm. where you know they have fun they joke around mm -hmm. it's kind of like i want to be your friend and mm -hmm. i want you to be able to have the confidence and the safety like feel safe enough yeah. to come to me and tell me whatever it is that you want to tell me mm -hmm. and know that i'm not gonna judge you mm -hmm. will i have my opinions yes but that doesn't mean that i'm not that i'm gonna love you any less oh yeah you know um but at the same time there's always a line don't cross it because then that goes into being from friend mode to mommy mode we're not doing that oh, you yeah. know so I want to get to that point. Like one thing I want to do is when my kids turn that age mm -hmm. where hopefully is when they're 16, um, where sex is a thing, mm -hmm. I want them to be able to come and tell me before they do it. Yeah. I know it might not happen and it might be just like a pipe dream, mm -hmm. but I want them to be able to come to me and be like, mom, I'm thinking about, having sex mm -hmm. and I just want you to know mm -hmm. so then I can be like freaking out in my head like yeah. ew my son's gonna have sex mm -hmm. but at the same time I can be like okay well here's I'm gonna give you two two different scenarios yeah 
here's the Christian scenario mm-hmm. where in the Bible it says you wait until you're married. Mm-hmm. And that's how God wants it to be. Here is the other scenario. Mm-hmm. You don't wait because you think that right now is the perfect time. Yeah. But you use protection. Because if you don't use protection, this is what can happen. Oh, yeah. Listen, things. I'll show you pictures, diagrams. Right. You know, syphilis can cause cancer. Well, not. Well. The what? Yeah, syphilis can cause cancer. And that's, that's my major thing. That's why I'm like, I'm. I don't. Yo, come and tell me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Even if you sit here and you tell me, Mom, how do I tell some girl that she was stinky? I. You come and tell me what you need to tell me. You gonna tell you that? No girl. Thing. Girl. <laughs> I will buy her I whatever she needs to, to get her stuff. I am going to be a part of that conversation. I have to be. Because that's going to be hilarious seeing one of your because, sons come up and say that. Yeah, especially the way I've seen them, how they look now. I'm like, how are they going? They ain't got no game. <laughs> girl. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I want, to, I want to be able to tell you, like, that's dirty. Don't go nowhere near that. Like... You know, like, I want to be able to have that confidence. I'm literally, like, the moment they start having sex or I find that they, you know, helping themselves out, mm-hmm. there's a jar that's <laughs> going to go, a fish jar, huge-ass fish jar, that's going to go next to the door, filled with buttloads of condoms. Damn. I'm going to do flavors, different types of colors. Damn. All that. Get one as you go. I don't care how many you get. You get one as you go. And if you want me to refill it, I'll refill it. As long as you're using safe sex. Like, as long as you are protected. Because then we, then you're not having safe sex. Then we got to talk about a whole different other. Oh, Lord. Then you're talking about two more scenarios. The, you're, she, you got her pregnant. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you going to do now? Because you're not killing my grandson. Mm-hmm. You're going to have this baby and you're going to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Or you get an STD. What's going to happen then? Which one you got and how we going to... Like, you only got two scenarios. Yeah, because you better be... You better be glad if it's bacteria. What? A bacteria can cure? Woo! Because when you get the other ones, oh, you screwed for life. And that's another thing. One hoe at a time. Don't be doing no two, three, four different type of hoes because then you know you don't know which one you got it from and who you gave it to. I don't like that. I done been through it. I'm not doing it. Nope. You stay with one, and that's the only one you stay with. You don't want her anymore. You like this other girl attractive. You can let that go and go with her. Uh, we have to teach them, like, you know, conflict resolutions. I mean, stuff yeah, like but at the same time, I don't want... I don't want them to be with one chick mm-hmm. and feel like they have to stay with her. Well, you there's that. That's, and that's why I'm just like, I'd be I'm like, if you want to be a player, and this goes like a different conversation, but we're going to have it anyway. Fuck it. If you want the whole world, you shouldn't really put yourself in a position where one person thinks it's a relationship. Be an open book. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. them know, like, Yo, this ain't what it is. I'm going to have other bitches. Like, you're not the only one. I say that females are bitches, but we're taking the word back at right. us. So, we are bitches. Anyway, 
Um, I'm going to have you right now. And then I'm going to let you go and go with somebody else. Exactly. I still think you should. Even if you're not going to be in a relationship with that person. Like all you want is a hit and a credit whenever you feel like it. It's with that one chick. Because I don't understand. It's like why do guys think that we don't. That some of us don't want that. Do you know how many girls have spoken out. Like with when, with the news um, wave of women. Talking about how they want sexual freedom. There's some women out here like. Yo I just wanted sex. I didn't really want. A relationship. A relationship. You didn't have to lie. Right. But now you got my heartstrings attached to something. That could have been just a great sexual appointment. Mm-hmm. And now, what? Now yeah. I'm heartbroken. I ain't got no thing thing for my thing yeah. thing. And I'm out here crying. No. Right. Over some, I didn't know you were going to be like, I, I told you. Though. I, I told it's you. It's better to be honest and upfront than to regret it later. And because if she walks away and says she don't want to deal with you, okay, well, there's other women out there. Right. You go on to the next. Wait six months to make sure you ain't got nothing. You want to the next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Like, and communication is very key in these matters. If you can't, and if you can't communicate, and they're not, there's many steps in listening. There is listening, hearing, and comprehending. If they hear you, they listen to you, and they comprehended what you're saying, and they still got in their feelings, that's their own fault. Because mm-hmm. you. You told, told them, them right. you were honest, you repeated yourself, and you made sure that they knew how you moved, or you showed them physically how you moved, and they still got in their feelings. You can't blame nobody but yourself, boo, because I told you. Right. And I still feel like, so you have you have men that do that, and then treat their women like crap? Yeah. Nah. If you're going to have this chick, and you're going to have her whenever you want her, and she's going to be available to you. Whenever you want her, you still need to treat her like a queen. Of course. Bring her some chocolates, give her some massage. I mean, yeah, okay, no strings attached. Set the mood. Right. But still, if y'all if y'all still fucking on Valentine's Day, better bring her something. Mm-hmm. So some flowers, take her out to eat. Like, y'all can still be cool and be friends and still get your little stuff inside. I think that they think that the lines, like, it, it, it takes a lot of um, what's experience oh, yeah. to know this. Well, you can have, you know, a friendship within the fucking relationship. Oh, yeah. And it, young people, and it's, I'm not going to even say young, people who have not experienced a really good relationship can never sit here and say that they can't be friends with a different sex. I'm sorry, I have... I've had a very good relationship with a few people who I've stayed friends with and I've had sexual stuff with them and nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I caught feelings, but I got over it because as soon right. as I caught feelings, I'm like, we're not in this situation. Yeah. And there, and I had a relationship too where it was kind of the same situation, a little bit different, but we were, we dated mm-hmm. and then we broke up. And then we were so cool. We were friends. Yeah, every once in a while we would get a little thing. I still had hopes. Hopes, dreams. <laughs> that were not true. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was even after that, I was still willing to be cool because mm-hmm. friendship wise, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Relationship wise between me and him, awful. Oh, sucked. Ass. <laughs> Complete. <laughs> so I wanted to fight this nigga. 
you have those moments and you have those people where y'all are really good friends and maybe y'all should have never even started doing the do in the beginning to be honest yeah but then when you're young your emotions rule you like right crazy. you're like, not paying attention like you kiss and your dick get hard i'm like huh right. you look at her your dick get hard what uh, you just say her name and your stuff get hard i can't then you over here talking about just like the the uh have you seen hey arnold yeah, like so, the football-headed guy. Yeah, there is um, a line that the girl with the blonde hair she writes in her diary because you know there she's she's a middle schooler. She uh-huh. said, "You make my girlhood tremble." Now, when I was watching it as a kid, I don't remember that. Oh, and she writes it. She says it out loud too while she's in her diary, looking at his face and like her her little like shrine or whatever as a teen i watched it i'm like what the fuck she's my girlhood tremble i'm thinking she's talking about her, her heart. heart you know what i'm saying because your heart can tremble too <laughs> then i get older and I'm rewatch everything eye. with it with my new eyes and i'm just like my girlhood trauma like she talking about her clitoris her nasty Ooh. and then she does that <laughs> no she doesn't remember she does that <gasps> And oh I just sit there like, yo, this, how many underlined sexual comments were made in Girl. all the shows we used to watch? Like, this is hilarious. No, no, ma'am. Ooh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> I can't. That's why I don't let my kids watch, like, Disney World now. Yeah. Because it's gotten so... I don't know. It's gotten like any cartoon has any sex. Like the Powerpuff Girls when they had a sleepover with that one girl, and Bubbles said, "It's like it's kind of crazy that I know this like from heart." She was like, "Oh, and this is our dad, the professor. He made us in the lab by accident. Obviously, he's talking about the fact when he made you know made them into super." kids you know because he wanted a kid and the girl replied oh that's okay my parents made money by accident so i when i was a kid and i watched that i was like what do you so mean you were the powerful girl girl it, girl girl's nasty <laughs> so i just sit here and i'm just like how what you mean by accident now i'm like oh you were unplanned pregnancy bitch right. oh. <laughs> You were not wanted. Right. You, Damn. They weren't thinking about you. They were thinking about something. No, they were trying to get, let's get it on. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have went all the way out track. We did. But, um, yeah, about motherhood. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. As a woman, you do end up losing a lot. But you end up gaining a whole lot. You do. A human that loves you. Um, I've heard the saying. I've heard the saying. And for me, mm-hmm. the experience has been true yeah um that if you have a girl mm-hmm. it's because you needed a best friend yeah if you have a boy it's because you needed to feel what unconditional love felt like that's true and i do feel like that's is some there is some truth to it oh yeah um, i don't know what i'm i'm having it she said it <laughs> you gonna have them nah i'm gonna ha- i want a boy and a girl Lord said you don't need a best friend. It's like who said what? The Lord said so, Athena, you don't need a best friend. Athena okay. Yeah, cause I'm here, bitch. That's why. <laughs> he saw the fact that you had Queen Mufasa in your life and he was like, You find Athenica. Right. You don't need a you need no like love. you need like three unconditional loves. He could sprinkle a little bit. Girl. No. You should try though. 
Try that. Try to get a girl. Girl, mm-mm. That factory is locked down. You can unlock it. You. Who are locking it? <laughs> nah. The doctor. Not we. Not we. Mm-mm. We speaking French now. Right. <laughs> we, we. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> My little croissant. Right. We not Um... But also, we need to talk about the postpartum care of motherhood because we don't talk about it a lot. Because women are, which is why I'm bringing this up because there's a commercial that was put out recently by a company showing postpartum women, like different women mm-hmm. in different stages. Is a woman who freshly gave birth, she's wearing a diaper, she's bleeding, she's getting up in the middle of the night, there's a baby crying, and there's a husband laying right there. Mm-hmm. There is a woman who, um, is did it did it by surrogacy but learning take well she took lactate pills so mm-hmm. she could you know had or she's doing by bottle and she's right there and she's you know she doesn't know what she's doing because she's it's like she's a, new she's right. new and then you have their mother who is not in pain anymore but has postpartum depression mm-hmm. stuff like that so it was a big center and the woman who was commenting on it she's a white woman and a reason why i say that is because she her the way she was speaking about it serves as how she was talking about it mm-hmm. it's like not only she was talking about it as like a mother she's a mother too she knows mm-hmm. it but she was like i'm glad that we show different women different backgrounds different colors because we all go through the same yep. thing but then she also made a point we never talk about postpartum care have you heard about that mm-hmm. every care that you get have you seen anything about it you've seen it before can okay, make sure you got your diapers this is how it's gonna happen like during your pregnancy we talk about pre-pregnancy we talk about prenatal pills we talk about how you're supposed to do pre everything pre mm-hmm. but once this human come out why is everybody so quiet right we're not talking about how you're going to be wearing the diaper for like three weeks or a few months mm-hmm. or depending on if you did it through vaginally. We're not talking about how you had a C-section and how you need to be careful how you move because you right. can rip it. Like my mom, she had a C-section with our third child. She just, she thought that she could still, you know, move it when we're oh, yeah. going to work. She ripped her stitches. She needed to go back in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Then And sometimes you don't know about C-sections because even though it's an easier kind of choice, it's not really. It's not because some people have scissors still lodged in, in there because mm. doctors were being uh, not careful. Putting back your organs the way they're supposed to. Sometimes they don't because your organs are pu- pulled out of your body. You're nothing but an open canvas. Wow. Then they pull out the body out, out of you. You know, mm. if you literally looked at how a person looks like when they're... Um, um, in C-section form, not only are you opened up with clamps on the side, you have silver bowls on the, on the side of you with all your organs sitting right there. Then a head pops out, out of the pocket that holds them in your uterus, pulls out to go up to your stomach. And then they have to put that, who says that they're doing it right? You would hope because, you know, these people who have gone to school right. for this for years, who have prepared themselves. But who say? That's why mm-hmm. C-sections are still, you can still get an infection because your body is out there a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's open. Who, right. you know? Um, uh, let's see. Then you have, um, after C-sections, you have postpartum depression. You don't hear a lot of people talking about no. postpartum depression. It, people they know about it. Careful. They just tell you to be careful. Where are the tools given as women in prenatal care? 
Right. Where are all the counselors that are promoting all this mm-hmm. in prenatal care? Advising parents. Like, yeah. it's not just moms. It's, it's advising dads. Like, I have a friend, I have a coworker who her boyfriend couldn't understand why she felt the way that she felt. And mm-hmm. she was like, now that our baby's seven or eight and now he's slowly starting to hear more and more stuff about it. He's like, yo, you were there. Like mm-hmm. that was you. And yeah. I didn't know that. Exactly. And I just thought it was just you being emotional. Crazy. And the thing about it is postpartum depression only escalates when you're not getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. when you're not being helped. Now, don't remember the first few times. I mean, when your baby is born, it's one of the happiest times of your oh, life. Yeah. You will have pleasure in the times that she just sits there and coos mm-hmm. and just ahs and all the pictures you're going to take and how you're going to dress him or her or what you're going to do with your baby and how everything is and all the presents coming. But once everybody's gone, mm-hmm. all the commotion dies down. It's you and the baby. I'm sorry, but if you're a husband, a boyfriend, or whatever you are to this person who just given birth, if you're not there, postpartum depression amplifies. Oh, yeah. Your emotions are out of whack. Your estrogen levels are out of whack. You are... Your mental health is out of whack. You need a partner that's going to be there to help you every step of the way. Right. Which is a really big thing in this country... It really sucks that men don't have as much time for um, to come out of work. That's right. gonna guarantee they have like two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then they have to go home make the bacon, which I understand that is a patriarchal society yeah. and how you know. The, but some countries put this thing to shame, right? Like yeah. it, it sucks. But why do you fathers need to bond with their children too? Mm-hmm. The mother has the best bed because it grows in there, and they already have a connection. They don't. Right. I don't need to see my child. I'm good. We have a connection already. What? Like we'll always have a connection. We, you may cut the physical umbilical cord, but the spiritual one, mm-hmm. you can't cut that unless they decide to cut it. But a father, you didn't have that option to hold a child in your stomach. You didn't right. have that option to bond with that child like that. That's why skin to skin is so important. Right. And uh, as much as the father, mother needs to be there, the father needs to be there too to give the mother a break for the father to spend time with their child and want to take care of it. Right. And be there. So when the father taking care of the child and you, you know, you can, it's just so easy. Yeah. I read, and I'm looking it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that. So, in the UK, parenting leave system is based on maternal slash paternal leave model. Mm-hmm. Moms receive up to 52 maternal leave, of which the first six weeks must be paid mm-hmm. at 90% of salary. Ooh. And the remaining 33 weeks at a minimum statutory rate. Okay. That's still, you're still getting paid. You just right. might be paid a little bit less. Because I think that that's when they start coming back to work. Yeah. Slowly and surely. Right. Yeah. Um, then you have dads get up to two weeks paternal leave mm-hmm. paid at a minimum statutory. So either way you get paid. Yeah. Money you don't still get paid in. here. No, no, no. It's free. Right. Like having a baby is free. There's the second type of leave um, is paternal leave, which is taken by either 
either or both parents in order to look after the baby during the first year. Mm-hmm. So they can leave for a whole freaking year. And still get paid. Still get paid. Mm-hmm. To take care of their child. Yeah. You don't have that here in the, in the Nope. Years. You don't. Because they think the mother is supposed to take care of it all. And I have to say this. We cannot keep putting this much pressure on women to keep taking care of the household. The society has changed in the role of motherhood. We do a lot more than staying at home. For the women who still stay home, I'm not saying that you're backwards. I'm not saying that right. you're back there. If that what make, if that makes you feel complete as a woman, I support you 100%. Oh, yeah, of course. But for the women who are a working woman, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, girl, you know this is hard. Mm-hmm. You're working. You're taking care of a family. You're raising your kids. Right. And you need that good partner. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you, for moms out there who just had a baby, mm-hmm. who feel like they're going through this right now, um, it is okay to feel what you're feeling. Oh, yes. It's okay to... The thoughts that you have in your head going through your head right now mm-hmm. is normal. It is. All of it. Every single thought, positive, negative, every single thought is is completely normal. It's completely natural. Mm -hmm. But you also need to, I know it might make you feel like you're a bad mom and you don't want somebody to see you that way, especially, you know, your partner. Oh, yeah. But they need to know. Mm -hmm. They need to know how you feel. They need to know what you're thinking about. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thoughts that are going through your head. Because they need to be there and help you out. Even if that means taking a week off. Or I'll watch him at night. Or babe, go to I'll take care of him. You go to sleep. And just sleep until you wake up. Even if the even if it's just that, they need to know. You need to communicate yeah. that feeling You need with to be surrounded with people who are going to help you. And that includes... Everyone in your family, they need right. to help you. Not even just like your family, but your extended family, mm-hmm. your friends. If anybody is not conducive to help you, you don't need to waste your time or right. feel some type of way. I know there is always mom guilt that mm-hmm. you feel like you're not doing enough. Trust me, when I tell you you're doing more than enough, what? you're doing more than because technically you do all you have to do is turn your back and that baby's going to die instantly. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're even paying attention to it and changing the diaper and giving it, it milk. What? Are you serious? Like that's enough to keep it good for like a good solid few hours. You're right. good. That's right. a few days thing. Like, trust me, you're doing way more. Right. Than There's you. a lot of other people out here. Yeah. Exactly. You're taking care of your child. You're making sure he or she is alive. You're mm-hmm. doing the best you can. And that's all the baby needs. And right. there's a quote that's been floating that's been making a lot of sense to me. Now that I have had a sister who's like pregnant and everything. And the fact that you've been going through, you know, with your ki- three kids. Mm-hmm. is like, kids don't need a perfect mom. Oh, no. They need a happy mom. Oh, what? Period. Even like that means you having some time for yourself, even though you don't want to. Yeah. And I've had that issue where I don't, you know, my husband will be like, oh, go out and have fun oh uh, you've told me this and i'm just like where what the heck am i gonna do i yeah. sit in the car like what do i do <laughs> i have no idea exactly but i've been through it i've been through I've, 
and I and I bring him up, up a lot because I've hit his is the most where I've experienced a lot is my my first son. Yeah. Um I've experienced postpartum depression. Oh yes. I've experienced the positive thoughts. Um like I told you guys that love and hate relationship I had with him. Mm-hmm. Um I experienced the very negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um no help. Okay. No can I take him for a little bit? There was no partner there. Mm-hmm. It there wasn't. And I've experienced the having somebody and still not getting help. Mm-hmm. Um I've done all that. And I and I get it. Men try their best. I'm not saying that you guys don't and you're, you know, trash. Like I'm not saying my husband never helped me. Yeah. He did, but it gets worse at night mm-hmm. when babies, especially when they're newborns, they, they don't have their times right. Mm-hmm. So they sleep a lot during the day. Mm-hmm. But we are, you know, oh, they're sleeping. Let me do the clothes. Let me clean. Let me wash the bottles. Let me, you know, I got to pump. I got to make dinner. I got to make food. So you're not thinking about he's sleeping. I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um. So at night when everybody's asleep and baby's waking up every two hours, mm-hmm. I need help. Oh yeah, major. You sitting here snoring next to me mm-hmm. isn't helping. Nope. So I've been through all that, mm-hmm. um, and my husband kind of got it towards the last one. Mm-hmm. You know, he he still wasn't perfect. I still had to sit there and be like, you know, get your ass up. <laughs> God, yeah. I need you to take him, but. It was better, mm-hmm. you know. So I've been through all that, but communication is a big part. You gotta tell these people what they can't read your mind. What? No, they can't. And that's why I feel like if if your partner is supposed to be your life partner and helping you with mm-hmm. this child, they need to go to every single prenatal class what? that offers because they need a wake up call. Oh yeah. And if it means. As you are um, raising, you know, going through your prenatal stuff, that you get a a baby sister or a baby brother mm-hmm. or a, a niece and nephew to stay the night, so they can be oh, like, yeah. "Oh shit, this is fucking real." And that's really, and I want to do that too. I want to be able to do that with my friends. Like I have um, my my second son goes to daycare, and he has a friend, uh-huh. and she's by herself. Like she has, you know, her family's far away, and um, she's kind of alone here and she works and sometimes she works during the weekend. And me and my husband told her one day, Hey, whenever you, whenever you need help, yep. whenever you need us to watch him, we will watch him. We don't have any issue. And I really don't have an issue with it because it's, it's hard. It is hard. Especially like, it's hard when you have somebody mm-hmm. to help you. It's harder when you, when you're alone. Girl. Speak the I truth. get it. Mm-hmm. You need help. I will help you. Like I've had people that go to my job that I know. Obviously, I'm not going to ask no random stranger. Of course, that I know, and I'm like, you want me to take care of your? I'll take him. Yeah, I'll take him for a day. You guys can go relax. You can go mm-hmm. sleep. And that's when people feel guilty because they feel like I'm not being old because you have to help me. You are human. You have to remember you are human. Right. You need help. Yeah. Just like the Beatles. Help. I need somebody help. Right. My so my son's um I, I always say my son's girlfriend because 
I feel like they're gonna get married. No, they're not. I know, but that's my dream. Um, <laughs> her mom, um, her man wants another baby, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I don't know if I can do this." You know, the postpartum pressure was really bad. Blah blah. I said, "Girl, whenever you, I will watch this baby, mm-hmm. all you gotta do is call me up and say, where you at?'" Mm-hmm. I gotta um, drop him off. Let's go. Okay. Bring him to me. Because I know. I've been through it. Go out there. Have fun. Relax. Take your time. Go on a date. Do whatever you need to do. And once you're good, you come back and pick up your son. Or your daughter. Like, let's, we can do that. It's the same thing, you know, I want to do with my kids. Mm-hmm. Now, don't sit here and take advantage of it. Because mm-hmm. I got my own life. I got to, you oh, know. Yeah sit here and do but yeah any way that i can help people that i know not go through the same thing i went through and not have to struggle oh yeah definitely i'm there it's i don't know no it's people need help like that's all yeah like you need to if you know you need help accept help i know it's hard it's hard to not want to have somebody give you help but you need it if you need it just take it because at the end of the day what you gonna do girl right you can't do everything by yourself i wish i could do everything by myself because it would have get done but i know far 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 well Mm -hmm. i can't do everything i don't know nothing about electronics i don't know nothing about you know doing things by myself so guess what i do i call my best friend's husband and call him (laughs) and tell him i don't know what is going on i don't like calling him right but he's well versed in that right so i can dabble in this then third but if i need something done with electronics or something which is his specialty all i gotta do is just call up and that's it it's just a five minute conversation that's all you need mother-in-laws learn your place don't yes. keep talking about and mothers you yes you have years beyond years to help you know to let us know right. how to take care of a child. You are well learned. You know all the tricks. You know all the everything. But, but I'm a new mom. Right. You need to be sensitive to my feelings. First and foremost. You're right. not going to come in my house and disrespect me like that. Number two. This ain't your child. This is my child. Therefore, exactly. whatever I want to do, I want to do. Exactly. Learn how this is my first child or my second. Or it doesn't matter. My first child is the most one where I'm just like anal about what I want. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need to realize you were in the same spot. Mm-hmm. So you need to let me know. It's like, I know this is what you want to do. Let me show you a trick about this way. Mm-hmm. If you start off slowly and just showing her, well, you can still do that, but let me show you a trick and you show her how easy it is going right. to be for her of the same thing she wants to do, but a different version. Right. And then start building upon that slowly, but surely and be patient with her. I'm telling you, you'll have a better relationship with her at that mm-hmm. moment than when you'll have another, cause I've heard stories about how mothers and mother-in-laws who have tried to help them, the new mother, now oh, they yeah. don't even talk like that. Right. That that woman resents them. Yeah, because you you want to take over. Because you also have to realize if if you show mom, okay, do it A, B, and C. Yeah. But mom wants to do C, B, A because she finds that's the easier way. Yeah. Then you got to let her do it her own way. She has to learn. Especially to if learn. it's her first child. Mm-hmm. She has to learn how to get the flow of how to be with you know how to 
handle a responsibility, mm-hmm. how to handle somebody needing her 24-7. Like, you, you can't just take it from her and do it yourself because you think it's easier or because yep. you think it'll help her. Yep. It's not going to work like that. You know, that's something that, and I don't know if it's big in your culture, but it's, from what I noticed, is big in mine, mm-hmm. which I've never had, but um, mm-hmm. moms, when they, so like when a child, let's say if you have a baby, right? Yeah. Your mom would actually stay and live with you. Oh yeah. My culture does that too. Really? Yeah. So okay. we have it when you give birth, obviously the mothers mm-hmm. of not only of your of you but we're talking Yourself. about the tribe mm. we're talking about the community not only are we coming in with almost for like 30 days you're coming up with food always made for you you ain't gotta cook oh, that's beautiful. i'm talking about top tier you're getting food almost every time not only they come meetings they come hold your baby they hold you they they give you tips. They mm. clean you sometimes. They clean your house. They take care of you and the child. Sometimes the mother moves in. And next thing you know, grandma is taking care of the baby. You have time to rest. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they do this all the time. Oh, yeah. But- because this is an old tradition that's now people are running away from a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm just glad what my, what my sister experienced with um, the women of my church is... Oh, I told her to be prepared. She didn't think it was possible. Because she's only seen it to other people. She didn't think it was happening because she was a young mother. No, they loved it. Like, you're our daughter of the church. We're going to take care of you. But let me ask you, did she ever fall into postpartum depression? Yeah, Vicky had. She had. She did. She did. Oh, yeah. My mom did, too. Mm. The only thing with me is I have regular depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be more amplified when I'm going through that situation because i still go through seasonal depression right. like with this whole winter thing of like the clouds and everything has messed me up emotionally right like i don't like it at all so for it to have sun up today i was like oh so we haven't sun like <laughs> even the weekend i was surprised i was like we haven't sun out right like i can't but um but i think that when stuff like that happens yeah where a community comes and takes you in like that yeah and helps you out there is less of a chance not saying that it's never going to happen but there's less of a chance for you to fall into that depression Mm -hmm. because you have help you don't have to worry about cooking you don't have to worry about having the house clean. you don't so but even though she did have that help she did fall in depression Mm -hmm. because i mean she is moving in with her baby daddy and i can't even call him baby daddy because he's more than that he's an actual partner and he helps out but you know of course you know they're still getting to know each other and they had other situations like bills and money and she's a waitress so you ain't getting paid much yeah I mean, she was given the option. Like, me, I've told her, like, you were given the option to not even work as a waitress. I don't know why you rented this job. She's like, but you get cash. I'm like, but at what 
cost. Yeah. Because like, don't get me wrong, being a nursing assistant is not that great, but you could have been a companion and getting paid way more. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to do anything with you and night shift is even great. It's like you don't barely have to do a lot once you're a companion because all you do is keep somebody's company. Mm. The only thing more you'd have to do if they pass out and you need to call nine one one or something. Gotcha. But at the end of the day, it's like you were given an opportunity to make more money than you are now and now you're stressing because you're a waitress. Like right. I sit here and I'm like not saying anything bad about waitresses. But the the waitressing community, they need help. Yeah, they they don't. I feel like it's unfair the way that they treat them because they really don't make a lot. Like to I deal have, with everything they going through, girl. girl. I had a friend who she's a waitress, um, and well, she was a waitress, and then the money that she would get, the guy when they did it, put that she made like eight hundred dollars worth of um right so where she thought like for her tax return where she thought she was gonna get a good chunk of money she's not no because the thing is like for waffle house for example because my sister worked at waffle house for a little long time before she moved to another restaurant Mm. um they pay you 725 Mm. for that training okay (laughs) then you're gonna drop down to 225 per hour for the rest of the time that you're there what you got me all the way fucked up. First of all, minimum wage now is fifteen. It's supposed to be fifteen all the United States. Just letting you know not that out. But at the wow. same time, I'm sitting here like, you pay me seven twenty five and you have the audacity to think you about to lower my check. And then like, oh, you make your rest of your money through tips. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't make fraction. They lie to you. Cause if you actually do the fucking math and you see what you're supposed to get paid with and you remove all the social security the medicare right. out of it you don't get you're not you're not getting nothing and then after that you think you, that's gonna pay my bills like i love the fact that we have people who wait on people you know our waiters and waitresses. Right, somebody course. has to do that job of course but at the end of the day they need money and i'm getting tired of people comparing waitressing and they're like so i like so a medical professional needs to be in the same pay grade as somebody who who flipping burgers let me tell you something yeah everybody deserves a livingable wage what you do i get it you're a medical professional i get it okay i mean yes but at the same time this is the reason why so many people are on Medicaid. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why so many people are on food stamps because they can't afford exactly to live by their own means. And once we have people living within their means, people will take care. Of, we can actually serve the people that actually do really need the extra help, right? Because once we get more people with their fifteen dollars, I'm telling you, there ain't gonna be no. I mean, there's still gonna be people who are going to the, you know, the soup kitchens right. and stuff like that. But it's gonna be mostly the homeless. We can finally take care of that issue, right? Y'all keep talking about there's so many homeless people out here, but y'all ain't willing to raise the minimum wage to help people out. It's either raise the minimum wage mm-hmm. or leave it how it is mm-hmm. but you need to lower all these ha- housing income these taxes yep. the prices for food mm-hmm. like all that is slowly going up if you look it used to be like what five six hundred dollars for a one bedroom <laughs> now you're looking at eight or nine for one bedroom girl we have studios like we're living in new york we are in the south. Right. Fuck is you talking about? Right. 
It's too expensive out here to live on a seven twenty five. No, we need fifteen dollars for everybody. Like, just start at fifteen. Now, I get it. If you have more of a experiencing job, you need oh, more yeah. than that. Then I feel like if you have more certifications, you need, you need more, more than, than that. Because right. you need to earn how much you put in work to get those certifications. Right. I get exactly. If you have a different job where you are an MD, medical doctor, yeah, you deserve more than that. And all that. But let me tell you something. Get your little $30. I will never look down on somebody who is a waiter just because I have elevated myself where I'm not that. Right. They still do a big job that you don't. The food industry is a big thing. Take them away. See who who gonna serve your food? Cause yeah. who gonna take care of your meal? Cause I know damn well none of y'all go to these restaurants to cook for your own. I'm telling you, that's why y'all over there because you're too lazy to cook for yourself. Exactly. I used to be a waitress uh-huh. for like a short period of time. Yo, they pay you. Like sometimes their meal, let's say, was ten dollars. Yeah. And they gave you 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. When you give them the change, that's exactly what they're going to give you. Some people used to give me 75 cents, which was the change that I gave them back. Yeah. And they would just leave it on the table. Or some people give me a dollar with like two pennies. And it, it, it does suck because some of these people, like, I hate to call them these people, but these waitresses and waitresses, I mean, literally... This is what probably the best job they could get. I've seen like people were like in their fifties as waiters and waitresses, mm. and I'm sitting here like you don't deserve. You deserve to retire. Right. You deserve to watch your grandkids. You deserve to sit on your porch, drink some sweet tea in the southern rain. But and they can't. Like, but they can't because they gotta work, and I hate that because of how. You know, we've become, and then now they're talking about raising the, um, pushing the, um, the retire rate a little higher. And I'm sitting there like, no, no, bit 65, I'm done. Seriously. I'm done. Y'all already pushed it up. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, they're trying to push it up. Because if somebody was like, that's not the person who's retiring. Like, people are still working in their 60s. Which, I'm like, 60s is, is young. You know, yeah. and I see like I feel like when you hit seventy, girl, what you know? I mean, sixty is young, but not really like. But then you look at, but then you look at when we did the um the podcast about um what's it called again the Super Bowl mm-hmm. about Shakira and J Lo. They're in their fifties. If those are the people who are fine, who are coming after this gen, um, these old um. World War Two babies, mm-hmm. you know that's what we're going to be looking at. Yeah, in their fifties, like going into their sixties and seventies, all buff looking like right. alligators. I mean, you do. <laughs> <laughs> like transformers and bitch, like kuchuk kuchuk. I mean, yeah. But so, I mean, I understand, but whatever. I just wish that we would all come to the senses where a human, the l- having a livable wage is a human right, right, and that. It should not be a debate to the point where we're cursing at it. It's like, this is basic. We should want people to want to live. Like, I don't know why that is such a hard thing to follow. Like, why don't you want people to live? Because you, like, why does it make you feel some type of way for someone to be able to pay their bills? You keep talking about how, and it's mostly minorities who are who are getting mm-hmm. most of the heat. It's like you keep talking about how you hate the minorities and how mm-hmm. y'all want them to get up on from their ass. They bust they their trying. ass every single day, giving them an extra shift of money. 
you getting more of them to get better. It's like, I don't understand. It's like, y'all keep complaining about something and there's a way to fix it mm-hmm. and you don't want to do it. Why? All the people that don't want to sit there and clean toilets, all the people that don't want to sit there and cut grass, all the people that don't want to sit there and wash dishes. And they keep talking about the we keep taking their jobs. I, and you know the thing is, I don't, and you know what? It's not even just like white people saying that. I've had just like straight up Americans, doesn't matter what color they are. I was like, I've heard Americans just say that. And I sit there because they've said that about African people. And mm-hmm. I am from Kenya. So I sit here and my parents have told me like African Americans have, you know, discriminated against them because they were like, oh, you're coming here to take our job because you're doing first of all the reason why i'm even here wiping ass because i got a family at home to feed right if i had my real thing like i really wanted to do you think i'll be here wiping ass what first of all the biggest culture shock i ever had is the fact that y'all had nursing homes i was like what the fuck this ain't the community helps the elders oh like they don't after a while they after um their kids are married off they mostly retire because they're just like i just gotta watch my grandkids right and make sure my farm is okay because they don't even have to do that because the son-in-law takes care of it. Right. Oh, they hired a uh, they hired a um the the neighbor's kid mm-hmm. to start helping them out with their farm. Like there is no, there is no um how do I say this? There is no nursing homes in there. Right. Like the only times you have a nursing home is when you take your grandma and grandpa probably to the hospital because they probably need more help now. Right, right. And that's when they collab like they, they collaborate. But as far as a nursing home and like if we start seeing that our grandparents need help, they move in. And it's not a question of, oh, do we really need to do that? It's like, oh, my grandma, my grandma moving in. Okay. Yeah, like when when's like, this happening? Because it's gonna happen. It's gonna way. happen regardless. Right. Even to the point where sometimes even the bride and the groom doesn't even move out the household. Like they just stay. Yep. They stay at a per. Like she might leave her parents. Right. And live with the 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 groom, but he might not even leave his parents. He's gonna live right there. Right. And they go. She gonna see mother and father in law every day. Every day. And the man and he pays for the rent, and they stay there, and they. Exactly. Buy the food or, you know, whatever. And then sometimes they all move in. Yeah. Like, and but, that was the biggest culture shock I've ever heard in my seen in my life. And I'm like, y'all got places y'all put grand people in? I was like, oh, They do that every time. And they all, they all want to judge and say stuff. And y'all need to keep in mind, we are busting ourselves. We came and this is the mentality people have. Yeah. They come from a place uh-huh. where they're not making enough. Uh-huh. And I'm doing little, what is it, quote-unquote. Uh-huh. Um, to come to the big USA uh-huh. where they can make millions. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm talking about Hispanic culture. They come through, try to cross the border, whatever, whatever. Yeah. To come realize that the crap is, the pay is shit shitty they still have to live on government the way that they live on government over there yeah and realize that at the end of the day mm-hmm. over there they made more money than over here <laughs> you kidding me my dad used to be a manager at a hotel and he took multiple days off and guess what he still did was able to pay the bills 
When I talk about the fact that, and it does, and it's usually the Americans, the dollar has depreciated so much where a dollar here, it literally could be like a few hundred dollars somewhere else. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like my dad used to be a manager. He didn't, have, like, he didn't, even the lowest jobs, it'd be like, I mean, you go, you you will have times where you will struggle. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not, depending on what job you have, there are some jobs where you have it, it could struggle, but come on. Yeah, I had a cousin who, um, he, lives in, he lives in Honduras, and, <laughs> bless you, and you. he literally thought that we was rolling in dough. Right. I don't know why people think that. And I'm like, so I had made a joke. I was like, hey, you know, when are you coming? Like, I miss you. And he was like, oh, you know. I got to wait for the money. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Playing around. Like, oh, is that the only reason why? And he was like, oh, you think that, you know, you over there living the big in the USA and I'm over here and you looking down on us poor people. I said, hold up. Hold up. No, we poor too. What? <laughs> We're just living the real. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? Because me and you ain't got a pot to piss in. No. No, so, I'm in the same position or even worse than you, boo. What are you talking about? I don't know why. Where did the thing come in that USA is the milk and honey, the pinnacle of like, I think, it's the, I think it's the whole thing about living the American dream. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought, now don't get me wrong, guys. We're not anti-America. Yeah. I know that yeah. we're all citizens here. I mean, I'm a dual citizenship, so I'm thinking I'm above Ooh, y'all. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just saying, gotta put my little <laughs> plug in there, okay? So anyway, um, I don't know where y'all thought this was, cause I just sit here and I'm like, y'all don't know American history. Damn. <laughs> but American history sucks, first of all, and second of all, this whole this whole shit sucks. Like you, have y'all not seen the politics we stuck in right now? I never thought we would ever be. Who is Trump and why is he here? That's a spaghetti bowl looking bitch. I don't understand. Oh, you know some of my patients keep wearing the Trump 2020 hat. Really? Yeah, they're there. They're in there. Mm-hmm. There's one today. I looked at him straight in his face and I was like, okay. So this is what we're doing at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm so glad none of them walked in the peas like that. I don't even know what I would say. I just, I just look, just, I mean, I nothing else I could do, but just look at you. I mean, I just look at you, but all I just need is like, is like sir, do you smoke? <laughs> sir, do you smoke? They're going to be like, no. You got to with that shirt on. Exactly, because you smoking crack. <laughs> to be on something if you're going to put that shirt on. Yo, there's this, it's a side story, because we have deviated from our main topic, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Is he starting to snore? I was just about to try to pick quick. <laughs> Lord. So he can be quiet. Lord. <laughs> Husband. Hopefully he's watching. What if he took it off? Huh? What if he took it off? He probably did. Dang it. Lord, go wake him up because we're not even done. Or should we be done because we're in an hour and 34 minutes. Okay. So she's going to wake up her husband so we can do our final thoughts. Lord. Hello. Yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we've talked about a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
motherhood, politics, and all that, which we, we weren't trying. We were trying to really keep up, which we we don't, which is what happens in our conversations. Yeah. But we just had to talk about it. Um, we were having, like, this is what happens when we don't record. We keep having these conversations, and they're so good. They are, and then we realize it's late. When we're, like, halfway into it or almost done, that, dang, we should have recorded this crap. Exactly, because then we talked about it for, like, an hour. Yeah. And then we're like, we should have recorded something. We should have, Because we were making plans for, like, the next few Mondays that we were going to be recording and everything. And then we started talking about a whole conversation and everything. But just still, like, a recap. It's like, if you're a mother, new Mm -hmm. mother, old mother, whatever it is, it's okay to ask for help. You need help. It's okay. If you have bad thoughts, it's okay. If you have good thoughts, it's okay. Ask for help. Right. If you are friends with someone who's a new mother and you ain't got no kids, please don't abandon them. Help them in whatever way you can. Right. And um, if you don't understand, I don't know. Do something. Figure it out. Figure it <laughs> out. Because abandoning them in this time of need is horrible. Oh yeah. If you they're your real friend, you need to be you need to help. Like be an actual friend and just because you say, Oh, I'm gonna be your new auntie, that doesn't mean you you, you just show up once in a while. You are there. See, I'm you the guy you're gonna be auntie, then uh when you taking him. Exactly. Are you buying diapers, you buying food for her, you taking care of her, like I take my auntie duties very seriously mm-hmm. with my niece. Like, I'm very serious about it. And then also as a godparent, because I'm godparent to her three kids. I'm here to yell at them whenever I feel like it. <laughs> I have to tone it down, though, because, you know, I begin too serious. And I realize <laughs> I'm about to slap them with my shoe. But anyway, that's that. I don't know how to interact with boys yet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Right. But, you know, I love them. All of them. Don't have anymore. I'm not. <laughs> no. Also, uh, be be nice to your to your workers who work in the food industry. They are trying. Girl, it's okay. It's okay. Let him snore. Hey, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna leave it at that because he gonna snore the whole night. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to say? Mm-mm. Oh, we are gonna. Um, you guys can follow us on. Instagram mm-hmm. at TUA underscore podcast. Yep. That's TUA underscore podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to do our next one. It's going to be about relationship and love, all types of relationships, um, whether it's marriage, family, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Hardship. Um, so if you guys have any questions or want to know anything, just post it on there on the Instagram and let us know and we'll be happy to answer those questions. Yeah, because we're just like, what are friendship goals, first of all? Because I need to know. Because I've been looking at these friendship goals I'm like, this is not feasible in the real world. This Girl. is all in your dreams. <laughs> talking about we're going to travel the world together houseway right. when you got a whole family and I got bills because I'm single <laughs> and thought that I could upgrade my Hulu Plus. What? <laughs> Which is expensive. Expensive. So anyway, have a good night. Bye. Bye.